And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Ryan and I back to discuss Survivor 45, Episode 7. What's up, Ryan? Dylan, I'm doing good. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody watching had a good Thanksgiving. Um, I'll be blunt. I wasn't giving thanks for this episode. This was not a good episode. Uh, this could have been an email. I... I don't, I don't want to sound too negative in the podcast. Probably the worst episode of the season. Um, minus, well, I mean, the quits are not good either. But no, I mean, in terms of a non-quit episode, probably the worst. Once this twist happened and we can break it all down, it just came, basically came down to the majority alliance deciding if they wanted to vote out Kendra or Jake. Let's get into it, Dylan. Let me hear your thoughts. Yeah, it was a simple vote out to be sure. And the twist was a controversial one. I think that... You know, we had spoken so many weeks on this podcast, and and it was a great point that you had bro- brought up. Um, that one of the reasons that you love that they moved the double vote out to twelve is because we were going to get a great final nine vote, a normal final nine vote. We have really yet to get a normal vote where everybody's voting, and that included final nine here, which was which was a major problem. Like, you know, we want to have this big final nine vote where there's a chance for somebody to make a move. And instead two of their people, two of the people that are left out of nine, uh, have their votes taken away or I should say three. And then Austin earns it back. We get into all that, but two of them end up losing their vote. So it ends up being a final seven vote with a clear four, three, uh, majority alliance. And then, or, or five, five, honestly with, with Emily five, uh, personal, uh, majority out of seven. And then at that point, it's like, you know, easy vote out, simple vote out. Um, again, I still really like the season a lot. Uh, yeah. I think the cast is great. I think just the twist ended up taking away from what could have been a better episode. Uh, if and, and it's not even like, you know, it, it's basically like the twist that Survivor implemented here made the episode less entertaining based on the results of it. That that's really the biggest I- I- issue. It's not like it's not like oh, like you know. Uh, I'm just mad that Survivor added a twist. It's like, no, like the twist that they added ended up making the results a little bit less entertaining. So I thought that that was like unnecessary, if that makes sense. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily like hate it that much. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was like, it was definitely like an unnecessary add to what could have been a better final line vote. Yeah, no, I think that we could be results oriented and say, oh my God, this could have been the best episode ever if, you know, D... Austin and Drew had lost their votes and the former Bello came together and took a big swing. And that was a massive power shift. Yeah, we could be results oriented, but I think you and I agree along with the majority of fans. We don't understand productions obsession and the new era with making people lose votes. I mean, it's one thing to make players earn it, like earn their food, you know, they have to fight to survive, but now they're fighting to earn their vote. And I just feel like it ruins just the base of the game. I mean, I mean, people have always said, like, the most important thing you have in the game is your vote. I mean, having an idol is cool. You know, having an ally is even better. But having your vote is the most important thing you have in the game. Um, and I just don't like that we forcibly make people lose it. And then, fair, they make people get a chance to get it back. So but- that, 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 is, that, is prog- that is progress, though. I, I will give it to them. That is progress. It's progress, Dylan, but... It was bad TV because I want to see people earn their vote back doing something, anything other than a math problem, because nothing is more boring than watching TV and watching people try to do math. There is nothing more boring. Like if it was a puzzle, that's fine. If it was like a little carnival game, fine. Seeing where you put pluses and minuses to get to 100 was not good TV. Um, 
I, you know, look, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the episode, but I just feel like we had a great momentum. I agree with you. Season's still going really well. I like the cast a lot. Still on track to be the new best era season, best new era season. But we have momentum between the Caleb shot in the dark, Caleb's been blindside, Kelly's big blindside, and the momentum kind of just screeched to a halt this week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I think that they're, the the big thing is like, and, and we'll focus most of this podcast on like what we think will happen moving forward, right? Because I do think that we got a lot of like foreshadowing potentially in this episode. Um, and I think it, 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 you know, we kind of look, regardless of the twist, I think that me and you and pretty much everybody else all expected that one of the original Bella was going to go home tonight or, or that Wednesday night. Um, and that, that's ultimately what happened. So I think we're in a similar spot to where we thought we would be. Um, but yeah, we could, we could start going through the episode and as we go, um, we'll weave in some talk about what we think will happen, you know, this week. Um, cause I think that we were left with a lot of, a lot of foreshadowing, but, um, all right. So we had, you know, after the tribal council, we had Jake who is surprised that he survived the last vote. Um, and Bruce was absolutely torn down <laughs> that Kelly was voted out. And then, you know, like, I, I think this whole like moment, like right after the, the Kelly blindside was pretty crazy. It was like, you know, Bruce was like, so, so devastated because D I, I thought it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny how like they all covered their backs and they were like, yeah, well, Kelly wanted you out, which, which is true. Right. Um, but yeah, they basically all told uh, Bruce that Kelly, you know, wanted wanted uh, Kelly wanted Bruce out. Um, I thought D um, was a little bit harsh by you know kind of telling Bruce like, oh, she you know she felt like uh, she felt like uh, you know she uh, you were holding her back. I was like, oof, that that has to be tough to hear, and it was. Um, you know, I thought this was an interesting spot for Bruce. Um, it kind of feels like that his arc may be like changing from what we originally thought it was to maybe like a player who has to overcome some obstacles rather than just like a player who, you know, is kind of just like on the chopping block until he gets <laughs> like voted out. And obviously we know he eventually goes on to win immunity this episode. So I thought this was a pretty huge episode for Bruce, but yeah, this whole, this whole uh, post tribal council moment was pretty interesting yeah no i mean don't call it the redemption arc but bruce really kind of like a parabola kind of hit his rock bottom and now maybe he's on his way back up because you know bruce for, for all for all the flack that we've given him for being a fun character but just being an absolute mess this season you know he's had some pretty good reads like he's aware of how connected caleb was like he kind of understands where people are but i don't think we ever got a good sense about him knowing where he stood with others socially like obviously he finally caught on like a few episodes ago that like oh katura just doesn't like me but i don't think we ever saw him catch on like oh caleb is bothered by me kelly is like dreading being around me and it all kind of like you said came to a head when d and austin are like yeah she kind of wanted you out and then he's like no not only was i in a bad spot to begin with but my closest to, I thought was my closest ally was openly gunning for me too. And if things went differently last week, I could have been the one going home at Kelly's hand. So for Bruce to then wake up the next morning and like, be like, you know, not only am I going to reflect in the game, I do come off as a bit difficult, a bit overbearing. I'm going to ask my wife and my kids. So 
I mean, not just for in the game, but as a person, Bruce really going through some redemption here would be kind of fun to see Bruce try to bounce back. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I think, um, I, I'm kind of like, I, I went from like, kind of like not wanting Bruce to go home consistently. And now I'm like, now I'm like, or, or I should say ready for Bruce to go home compared to the other players to the point where I'm like, now I'm kind of like rooting for like him winning these immunities is, is entertaining. Right. It's because right. all these players, Katara, especially obviously keep trying to get Bruce out. No, he has an idol. Keep trying to get Bruce out. And they just cannot get this guy out. Like they cannot get him out. They cannot get it. They cannot have a night where I believe Kelly had the quote at tribal council that 17 days out there and Bruce has been safe for 16 of them. So, um, you know, it is that it is an interesting story. I, I think, I think ultimately Bruce is probably going to fall just short of the final tribal council, but, um, it is, you know, again, we're in the final eight right now and Bruce has an idol. So you could pretty much probably pencil him into at least the final seven at this point. So again, this is, you know, when we always talk about like, just got to survive one more vote. Like, this is why, like, and then eventually like, you know, and we're going to get into this, like something's going to happen with this Reba four plus Emily. Like they're not just going to go for Bruce every single episode, every single uh, vote yeah. the rest of the season. Um, And I guess that's a good like segue. Like we have Kendra tell Katara in this episode at the beginning that she wants D out. And then Katara ends up going right back to D and the Reba Alliance and telling them that. So my question to you, Ryan, is what is Katara's plan here? I think yeah. that, again, we, we had that long debate whether or not it was the right move for her to avoid. Oh, Ryan, Ryan dipped out here. Um, going to wait for him to get back in. But basically what I was going to say until he gets back in, up oh, Ryan's back. We're gonna add him. I, you know, what's funny is that Wi-Fi is still fine. I must have, like, you know, on my on my trackpad, must have like used like two fingers and slid it across, and I exited the page. But sorry, what were you? You said nah, all, all good, all good. So I was saying that the question that we've had, uh, basically, and asked a while ago when Caleb got voted out, yeah. we wanted to know did Katara make the right move for her game by mm -hmm. choosing to completely avoid the potential of going the rocks. Uh, and voting Caleb out. And I think to me, based on what we're seeing right now, I think the clear answer is that she did not make the right move. Um, okay. And that that's my read on it. And because it seems like that her only game right now is that she is basically just trying to cause chaos um, to advance herself further as far as possible and make herself useful um, as like a piece to get information almost, right? Because we see Reba use Katara kind of, or not even use Katara. Like Katara just like makes herself available to yeah. Reba and is like, Hey, like, I know this is happening. I know Kendra wants you out. Like <laughs> Reba doesn't really have any interest of working with Katara long-term. So really the only explanation for this is Katara just wants to make herself useful enough to not be the next Bellow picked off. Mm -hmm. um and she is playing by herself she doesn't have an alliance in this game she's literally on an island by herself so i think that like in that situation a few weeks ago with caleb that was her chance to potentially have at least one alliance member going mm -hmm. forward you need at least one person that you could rely on she has nothing right now and her only game is causing chaos at least so we've seen yeah, so Katara is actually really interesting. I know you, me, and your brother, we have, you know, a lot of varying opinions on Katara. Um, 
I mean, let's put aside the edit for a second, because obviously her whole edit has literally been, let's vote out Bruce. And like you pointed out, Kelly says Bruce has been safe 16 out of 17 days. We need almost like that, 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 that little counter in the corner where, you know, it's like, it's like days without a workplace accident, whatever. We need a counter where it's like days, you know, since Katura could vote for Bruce, because Bruce, and we've been saying this every week, the running story arc of the season is that Katura has still nine episodes in Dylan has not had one chance to write Bruce's name down, which is, which is wild. Um, so no, Katura, I feel like it's tough because on one hand, we were very critical at the time. We were saying, was this the right move to get rid of Caleb? He would have been a good ally for you. You could have put it on Jake and cleared that wild card off the board and had a, a good you know relationship with Caleb. Now looking at it, is Katura doing a good job? She's really playing kind of like a Sandra anybody but me game. And she like understands that Reba has the power. She knows that her group is completely fractured. There's no point in trying to pull them together because they can't get on the same page. And look, I don't know where her end game is here yet. Maybe she's hoping that that alliance will fracture and she can slither her way in. But when you look at the episode, you see uh, on the beach when she completely rats out Kendra and says to D, she's throwing your name out. That alliance is, okay, here's our pecking order, assuming they all stay together. We're going to go for, you know, Bruce and Jake. We'll, or, I'm sorry, no, D's like, we got to go for Kendra first. She said my name. Then we got to go for Jake and then Bruce and then Katura. So Katura's already put herself on the bottom of that target list. And, you know, little does she know, as we'll see in a second, Emily is now starting to put the pieces together. And Emily may want to take a move against Reba. That really opens the door for Katura even more. So she's playing a floater game. And honestly, in a game like this, where you have one alliance like kind of paganging the other, she's just trying to survive. So I don't know what her end game is here yet, like who she wants to sit next to and if she can even win. But in the structure, she's doing the right thing. She's not being a wild card like Jake, where Jake's getting votes every week. She's not throwing out names like um, like Kendra is. The only name she's throwing out is Bruce. So she's a very public target, who everybody else doesn't like. So I think to answer your question, Katura. Don't know what's going to happen yet, but I think she's doing the right thing for her game right now, actually. Yeah, right now, like, again, I think you make good points, right? Right now, based on the decision that she made, right, originally, um, I think right now, this is basically all she could do. She doesn't really have that much of a choice. But I think that the choice, and <laughs> this is what I, I'm, I'm pretty critical about, is that, like, Survivor is a lot about the greatest Survivor players we have seen being able to put their emotions aside for a vote here and there and come mm. together with the people that are needed to advance or make the right move. And I think the issue here with all of original Bello, not just Katara, is that they have not been able to put those emotions aside to kind of band together, pull an Emily and make a move, right? It's like, you know, these, we never even see anybody talking like, we never see, like, Kendra maybe a little bit we saw talking with others, but, like, Katura and Bruce, like, have never been on the same page. They've strictly been focused basically on each other. At least Katura has been focused on Bruce. Jake is kind of just, like, we're hearing his story of how he's, like, trying to make a move but can't. But yet we don't really see him talking that much to Katura. We don't see him talking that much to Bruce. Like, at the end of the day, like, this Bellow is so, <laughs> this Bellow group is so fractured. And I think that a bit like the big downfall of these players is that they once Kelly got voted out, especially they were not able to come together, at least so we've seen so far. They're not able to come together and, and, and band together. And that's that's a big issue right now for basically all their games. Yeah, well, 
credit to the Alliance because not only is the Alliance doing a great job at, you know, controlling the game. And it was so funny, Dylan, to hear Bruce say the line, like, you know, alliances are dead. You know, uh, tribal lines are gone. It's like, no, you, your, your tribal lines are gone. (laughs) That was was insane. I I can't believe that that comment happened. That was hilarious. Which is like, kind of like, you know, the editor is kind of just like loving just to pick on somebody. Um, Yeah. Because it's like, you know, your tribal lines are gone, but their tribal lines are stronger than ever, and they're picking you guys off. Um, And I give credit to the Alliance, because not only are they clearly hiding how close they are, but, you know, they're picking off the right people, because Kelly was obviously the glue for that group. She tried her best to hold them together, and she couldn't do it anymore, and they got rid of her. She was going to go for Bruce anyway. Um, And Dylan, a a question that we're going to talk about as we go through the episode to Tribal Council was... You know, was this the right move for the Alliance to go for Kendra over Jake? Because you could argue it both ways. Like, Jake is a wild card. He can, you know, make a lot of big moves. He can really be all over the board. He's kind of safer to get out because you don't know where he's going to go. But for D, Kendra's saying your name. So you got to go for someone who's saying your name. Um, But like you just said, Katura and Bruce are never going to work together. And I don't think Jake, Katura, and Bruce can get on the same page unless Emily can work some magic. So... I think Kendra probably was also the right person to take out because maybe Kendra would have provided that stability because in what universe are Katura, Jake and Bruce going to get on the same page and take a swing at the Alliance. So credit to the Rebas for really figuring out how can we fracture this group in a way where they're not going to rise up against us. Obviously and- the biggest, you know, their biggest blind spot right now, which we're going to get into is what is Emily going to do? Yeah. And, and that's why getting out, that's why getting out Kelly when they did was such a brilliant move. Like it, it, it was, it was the perfect move. Um, and, and like you said, Emily, I think this, that's a perfect segue. Like we saw her in this episode realize, and I think this is the biggest storyline going forward for the rest of the season is like, she knows she's at the bottom of the Reba Alliance, Reba plus Emily Alliance. Right. So obviously that's not a position you want to be. You don't want to go all the way to final five and then be just cut immediately with nothing to do. You don't want to be cut before even before the final five just by being out of that group so i think that you know well first of all she goes to all she goes to drew and austin in this episode and she basically tells them straight up like i'm thinking we maybe target d uh which was that that was certainly a move by her i think that one of the reasons why emily's been so great like she's very good at the game but like she's also not afraid to <laughs> speak her mind right it's like it's the it's the cast it's the cast thing right the yeah. cast personality uh, and it was so funny the way that they had like Drew and Austin had those like blank stares as soon as she threw out D's name and, and Austin was like, and then Austin had the confessional to us where he's like, I completely get it. Like she has to do this. Like she has to, and you know, they're, they're, they're moving, you know, down in terms of like the amount of people left in this game. So she's got to make a move, but I think this is where we're really seeing, I, I think, and again, there's so much more that I want to talk about this episode i told you i felt like i saw a lot of foreshadowing here this episode seemed to set up what maybe the i so it's funny because i I, i'm curious to know what you think but i've seen some people say the opposite of what i think i think this episode kind of set up d to be like the next to be like the big move the next big move that somebody makes right Mm -hmm. um i feel like she's set up to be like brutally blindsided here <laughs> um mm-hmm. and, and we keep we saw it a lot like we see emily kind of in the in the works wanting to make the move we saw kendra want to do it but like not then get voted out and not get her way but we see that like you know emily's still there she's spoken 
to the Reba tribe about it. Um, and they seem to acknowledge that even though they didn't want to do it right now, they kind of acknowledge that the fact that if D does get to the end of the game, she's probably going to win. Yeah. Um, and then again, we had that Julie moment later on in the episode where she was like, I would never vote out D. And I was like, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen here? And we saw like, again, right after that reward um, where they were back at camp scheming for tribal council, where D and Julie were not on the same page. Yeah. Um, Julie badly wanted Jake out and D ends up getting her way. So I'm wondering if Julie's stance of quote, I would never vote at D. I wonder if that softens come, you know, one or two episodes from now where we know Emily's going to try to make the move. And then if Emily could pull in Julie plus the bellow, all of a sudden that is enough numbers to make a move. So I thought that mm. we were potentially set up or, you know, laying the groundwork this episode to the demise of what is eventually D. Well, Dylan, what could have, what could have happened this week? If everyone had their votes, and things <laughs> could have happened. What, what, you're right. You're right. That That is another well, reason also. What, what could have happened if everybody had their votes? Yeah. And look, and we can obviously, like you said later, later in this podcast, we can break down what, what will happen next week at the final eight. Cause I do think all hope is not lost at the final eight, but no, I mean, you're right. Like Emily could have done so much here. If she had her votes, if she could, you know, kind of like, uh, like delve into Julie's, you know, doubts about, you know, am I, in, am I in lockstep with my Alliance and D and the twist obviously ruined it, but I, I think, and by the way, I made the face earlier, not because, you know, Emily approached Austin D about Austin and Drew about voting out um, uh, D that was my Drew impression of, you know, him hearing Emily say we should go for D and he's like, <laughs> like I, Drew's, I think Drew's actually a pretty good player. Drew does not have the best poker face. Drew like just looks so like just, <laughs> not it's not even irritated drew almost just like can't hide when he's like he's just he doesn't care about an idea it's like he hears an yeah. idea he doesn't like he's just like that's eh, a great idea like yeah. he, he can't fake austin's much better at faking it um and we can get into this but i feel like austin and drew could have done a better job in that conversation with emily like i think emily could tell she's like yeah no like they we made a final three together when we swapped right it's clear they want to still work with d and julie i'm on the outs at five and they could have done a better job of hiding it i'll give austin credit he kind of bounced back and said, well, look, Emily, we know D's a threat. And I think D's actually a really fun player in the game. And D's a fun, quote unquote, unquote, villain to watch. D's not really a villain, but a fun, you know, strong player to watch. But, you know, Austin did at least give her the right answer and say, well, you know, if D's the person everyone wants to target from our group, she should stay in the game because that's going to take the target off of us, which is the right answer. Took a little bit to get there. But I do think, you know, from Austin and, and Drew's perspective, if D is going to be blocking us from shots, especially with us having idols, D has to stay as long as possible. So, and granted, maybe they'll take a shot of her at six. You never know. But I feel like if you're Austin and Drew, you need D in the game right now. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, they're in the right for wanting to keep D as long as possible, especially because she's the target. And um, I saw like, a lot of people praise praise Austin for how good of a game he's playing. And I, I think it is it is almost going unnoticed. And maybe this is intentional with with kind of the way that they're editing him. Um, I think that, you know, we've kind of been saying for the for the last few weeks is like we feel like Emily, D, um, Drew, they're kind of getting more like screen time than Austin. But like honestly, like that is the essence of Austin's game. Like, like he is not the person that you're that the, that the other players are seeing as like in control. Um, he's kind of keeping players that are seen in control kind of in front of him. 
and he's hiding there right in plain sight. Not, not to, not to put the Gabler uh, uh, line there, but he's hiding there right mm-hmm. there for everyone to see in the majority Alliance with two idols. And, you know, while he may not be like the main person in control, he's certainly a, a key decision maker. So I think the fact that like Austin's name <laughs> hasn't even been thrown out yet really at all um, is a testament to how good of a social game and how good of an actual like strategic game he's playing. He still has two idols. No, pretty much everybody there knows that he is the two idols and nobody cares. Nobody cares. It, it, it is crazy. So what we're going to have to see how the season pans out and where Austin kind of falls, whether he wins, you know, whether he's final four, whether he's a goat. And the reason I say that is because, because you're right to us on the outside. It's so apparent. He's, you know, he's playing, he's like, you know, the Fabio, the woo, the Devin, like he's the surfer looking guy that, you know, is really good at the game just naturally and socially. And no one is picking up on it. Like, you know, Xander was very, you know, you know, he's playing a good game to us on the TV, but like, we're like, why are these people not seeing it now in some people's cases? Like, you know, Fabio, like they win Devin Pinto was going to possibly win and then gets taken out of four uh, with the fire. But like with Xander and I'm kind of making all these uh, surfer comparisons, it's kind of like Xander. We're like, Xander has an idol. Why is no one mentioning Xander's name? Xander's name is not written down at all. And he gets shut out at final tribal. And then we on the outside are like, how does he get shut out? And then it's told to us, you know, and, you know, postseason interviews, people didn't really respect Xander in the game and they knew he had an idol, but they're like, well, we're not going to really vote for him. So he's not really an issue for us. Now, I think Austin doesn't have that issue. I think Austin clearly has a lot of respect. I mean, Kelly did the whole thing like where she was like, did you, did you do this to me? And he's like, yeah, I did it to you. So people know Austin's making moves. So I don't think Austin has a Xander issue, but that begs the question then why is no one going for Austin? He might just have that great of a social game and with his idols and with his alliance, he's so well insulated right now because now it's almost kind of like a Dom and Wendell thing, Dylan, where like everyone's fighting to be in that group. Like they're, they're, they're fighting to be with Austin's group. Cause you have the four Alliance members. Emily's in that group as a fifth. Katura's trying to fight her way in there. Um, Jake's saying anybody but me. And that's why this group can't get on the same page. Cause they're all fighting to work with the Alliance. So Austin is just so well insulated. And I, I could see also like, a scenario where maybe D is set up to go. I don't think it's out of the question that Austin would use an idol on D at all. Yeah, like based on sure. we've seen, he has a second one. He could still keep one to himself. I don't think he needs to the rest of the game based on the way that he's being perceived. And, you know, I, I think that like, I don't think D, you know, she won the challenge where you had to hang on the pole, but like, I don't think that like later on in the game, like they're going to be so worried that she's going to win out immunities or something like D like Austin could easily save, let's just say save D in order to get out Bruce or get out whoever he targets, get out Jake. Mm-hmm. If he knows that a shot at D is coming and then just kind of use D for a couple more, couple more vote outs and then cut her loose at final five or so. Um, yeah. So I don't think that's out of the question either. So I I'm really excited to see the way that this whole Reba thing breaks out. I think, and again, we could kind of get into it once we talk about the immunity challenge and stuff, but I think Julie is being kind of set up as the big wild card here. We've kind of seen, the fact that she's the fourth of the week re before this entire time. And she notices it. She knows she's the fourth, but at the same time, she kind of has to ride it out for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at the end of the day, she is not getting her way right now. So I think that that's an interesting storyline to watch out, watch out for. And I know a, a lot of, a lot of times like early in the season, we didn't see that much of Julie. 
um, yeah. especially compared to other Reba, but she is a very, very good player and I'm enjoying watching her. She's been extremely impressive in the challenges for sure. And I think strategically she's been very good as well. Um, but let's get, let's get into this immunity challenge, which I actually, one positive of this episode, um, significantly for me is I thought this, and I know that you said you were on the train that it went way too long. It um, took 40 which, minutes, <laughs> which, which, which is, which is true for sure. Um, but it was a, a simple vote out at the end of the day. Right. So I, I think that they needed to fill the time somehow. Um, this, I like, I like these type of immunity challenges um, where we have um, like a three course thing. Again, I, I could have done without the losing the votes and the splitting teams, but I mean, it, it did produce, let's not forget that that, that uh, multi multi-stage uh immunity challenge mm-hmm. did produce that legendary uh gabler moment in season 43 um and Last this time. was this was kind of similar and the fact that like the end was like one of those like you know go until you fall type things yeah um which i always love um and it's funny a lot of people are pointing out in this that jeff actually got it wrong <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he said that a woman has a woman has won this challenge every time um the, the last stage of it and it turns out that uh jason from season 32 <laughs> actually won that challenge over aubrey i believe yeah um so that that was funny that he happened to get that wrong but yeah that another showdown between bruce and julie in the immunity challenge the two oldest people on the season uh i, I want to see everyone's bingo cards if they had the challenge beast of the season being bruce and julie <laughs> um no but Dylan, I, I agree you're right on paper I don't mind, you know, oh, every now and then let's split people into groups for an obstacle course. I don't mind it. I don't mind. And actually, I do like, you know, because we, we see a lot of intrigue with this, you know, in certain seasons where it's like we're going to do different rounds and each round some people get eliminated. I think that's pretty cool. Obviously, the biggest problem with this is the losing the votes, which is a big thing at the final nine, because you also could really get into a, a really scary situation, Dylan, where I don't want to call it like bad gamesmanship, but it's almost like if the Alliance wants to game the twist, it's so easy because the pair, the, not the pairs, the, the trios are Emily, Katura, and Austin, D, Drew, and Jake, and Bruce, Julie, and Kendra. I'm not saying Julie would do this because this is kind of like a bad social game, but Dylan, what stops Julie from Jeff says go, Julie just sits down, doesn't partake at all, and basically forces kendra and bruce to lose the challenge now obviously she would never do that like maybe she'll, she'll maybe she could just not try as much but if julie if, if they if the alliance kind of like games the twist and they realize if julie throws this challenge bruce and kendra can't vote automatically bello has no shot of making anything happen with the vote we automatically control the votes now obviously what ended up happening was emily katura and austin lost their votes and austin got his back so it didn't matter in the end but this could this already was like this twist is, was already dead on arrival because anybody from the majority alliance could just not partake or throw the challenge and basically force Bello to be outnumbered here. That's that was the biggest problem with this twist. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point, especially when you make your team so far in advance and you have to make your own teams. Which I think I think there is a good aspect to that to making your own teams. But here's one one switch I would make to it. I think you bring up a good point that this is easily possible. You could. You know, and again, they didn't—they didn't know what the twist was. But like in future seasons, if this does come back, then you and, and you kind of realize what the twist is, then you could like 
kind of fix it to the point where you throw somebody from your alliance with the other be- with like other bellows and then like kind of throw the challenge and have them lose their vote. I think that in order to prevent this in the future, like if you're going to pick your teams, just have them pick it right before the tr- right before the challenge and then like don't give them time basically to like scheme up uh fixing a challenge type thing. Uh if that makes if that makes sense. Um but yeah, I I like the idea of picking teams. Um but you're right. That that is a big potential like loophole in this in this uh format here i think it's very simple if this happens going forward or if you're told to divide yourselves up it's very simple if you seeing what happened here because with i mean julie was kind of outnumbered here which and they didn't know that it was gonna be a losing votes thing but other than julie d and drew controlled one group emily and austin controlled another group also with katura so it's like if this happens again going forward and you're a future player if you are in the majority or, or if you're running the game you need to make sure that you control how the groups are split up. You need to make sure that you get what groups you want. If you're watching this and you are on the outs or you're kind of like scrambling, you need to do everything in your power to say, guys, let's just draw rocks or let's just draw sticks, make it random to give yourself the best chance of surviving because the majority is just going to say, let's game the twist and make sure we're always in the best spot. So yeah, I, that was kind of a good job by Drew to recognize that immediately. Right. Yeah. And he he'll split it up. Um, and, and they gave Julie the idol just in case that she did get screwed there, um, which was, I think, telling that, like, the reason I think, the re- again, that was kind of unnecessary to, like, throw that in there. I think the reason may- maybe they're trying to show us that, like, Austin is very willing to play that idol on somebody else, which yeah. I think I think is is what we kind of just spoke about. So, um, all righty. Um, let's see. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The other, the other thing. So, again, another uh, sanctuary reward here. <laughs> also which i know it i mean we've had enough of the sanctuary like i'm just gonna say everyone's everyone knows it we've had enough of the sanctuary um and it wasn't like uh the 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 food that they were playing for was anything that significant either it was this damn rotisserie chicken like i i i mean i i think they they need to uh start start fixing their rewards a little bit here oh my god jeff i mean at this point, 45 seasons in, I mean, we've had so many corporate sponsors like Sprint, the Charmin Cafe. Like, wh- where are the sponsors? Where, where's Applebee's? I mean, I, I used to make fun of them for Applebee's. Now I kind of want Applebee's back. It's like, Dylan, this re- this may have been the worst reward in Survivor history. It's literally one rotisserie chicken for three people with no utensils, no sides, no plates. It's just the chicken. That's all it is. It was actually so funny how bad this reward was and i guess jeff is like in the new era you you, know, you can't get all these great rewards you're gonna get like 10 fish instead of a feast fine but like there was not even any sides it was one chicken I, by the way by the way dylan the sanctuary like you're right we've seen enough of the sanctuary um i, I want to see i'm gonna give you a quick, quick quiz do you what phrase does jeff always say because jeff is trying to get this phrase trademarked at this point what does jeff say with the sanctuary every single week where good things happen. Where good, th- yeah. Where good things happen. TM. G- give me, give me the trademark because it's like every week Jeff is like the sanctuary where good things happen. It's like Jeff, it's not going to catch on. You're not going to get, you know, you know, you know, kids watching this want to be on the show so I can say I want to go where good things happen. Like, no, this is not Disney World. Like, I just Jeff is trying to get this trademarked, and the sanctuary's got to be changed up. I feel like too. I think. Look, here's here's my. Here's my non-emotional level-headed take um, is that I think that this probably just because of COVID rules remaining. Um, and I, I'm, I'm thought, I, I think that uh, probably, 
probably 47. We may see some normal stuff again, but I would think that 45 and 46, maybe they have the same. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong and they're just cheaping out. But, you know, my my hope and my optimism and my level-headed, you know, being a level-headed person here wants to say that they probably have similar rules in effect to the last few seasons, and that's why that they are keeping the sanctuary. But I hope that whatever rules those are are lifted for 47 and 48 so that we could retire the sanctuary for good <laughs> i think it's gonna stay and i and again i don't i don't mind it that much of all the things that we, we see we've seen this episode in in the new era i don't mind it at all honestly um i just i kind of just miss the days where it, it, the rewards felt unique you know and again you're right covid rules is probably the thing like if you're gonna stay in fiji at least bring back once you know restrictions might be better bring back the helicopter rides bring back like you know the like scuba diving trips going to a local village just if you're gonna stay in fiji show us more of fiji i mean just going back to the sanctuary over and over it gets a little stale so yeah. i feel like that that's that's the biggest thing and granted i'm sure cbs is gonna say like you just pointed out dylan like this is why because of restrictions and fiji and whatnot but you just gotta change it up but we'll see what happens yep um and then, yeah, other than that, in this episode, um, I think we kind of we kind of touched on basically most things here. Um, my only thing that I do want to that I think we maybe should dive a little bit more into um, before we head out here is right. Ultimately, the decision was between Kendra and Jake to decide who went home. Right. And we really saw like heavily de pushing it. And pretty much she was the only one pushing it. And they were like, all right, we're just going to listen to D and yeah. vote at Kendra and we're going to let her get her way when really all of us think that Jake is the right move. So my question to you, um, and we will kind of, I guess this is where we'll kind of end here and look forward towards next week and sure. stuff. But sure. do we think that this was the right move to vote out Kendra um, and a kind of appease D here? Um, or do we think that they should have just, you know, made, you know, been like, all right, D's not going to work with the other side anyway. We're just going to vote out we're just going to vote out Jake and not listen to her. Like, what do you, what do you think was the right move here from the rest of Reba? Yeah. So I, it's, it's interesting. I, I think we hinted at this earlier because, you know, obviously the best case scenario overall, and they, again, the edit shows us what they want to show us for obvious reasons. The best case scenario, if you're D is like, I want to get my agenda across. So I want Kendra to go, but I don't want the others to think that I'm being too forceful or I'm pushing it too hard. I want the kind of Kim Spradlin. I want my idea to seem like their idea. Don't want anyone to think I'm pushing too hard. Um, obviously, you know, we see, like you pointed out, you know, Julie's saying in confessionals, like, well, maybe I'm not on the same page as D in some regard. I don't want to vote for her, but maybe we're not as like locked in as I thought. Um, and you have D saying, you know, it's, I'm going to get my way tonight, no matter what. And she did. I actually was a little surprised. I thought with Drew, Austin and Julie kind of like now leaning towards Jake, I actually thought D was going to like back off, but clearly D got yeah, her way. I, I, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think Andrew was going to end up going home either. No, Jake, Jake has like, Jake's like the cat with nine lives. I feel like, uh, uh, but no, D's power player in this game. But I do feel like, was it the right move? If you're D, this is the right move. If Kendra's saying your name that publicly, you have to kind of go for her because you might say like, well, is Jake a bigger threat for your game? But if Kendra, if Kendra stays around and she just keeps saying your name at some point, it's going to stick and someone's going to go, eh, maybe we should go for D tonight. <laughs> so I do think if you're D, Kendra has to go. Right, I, now, agree, I agree with that for sure. Now, if you, and I'll throw it back to you. Now, if you ask us for the alliance of Reba, was this the right move? I feel like for the alliance, Jake was the right move. Not for D, but for the alliance, because Jake is more of a wild card. 
Jake is openly looking for idols, so he's going to do whatever it takes to stay. He will vote with whoever. To, Jake is really playing like a Sandra, anybody but me at this point. He's just scrambling to survive. If you're playing like a chess, you're playing a game, you want the wild card off the board. So I feel like for the Alliance, it made more sense to go for Jake, and Julie was right. But if you're D specifically, I feel like Kendra's the right move. What do you think? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, for the Alliance, you don't want Jake there. He's openly trying to make a move against you, like, against everybody. And, like, you don't know which way he's going to go. And he's looking for idols. And you don't know what he's going to find. And you could see him trying really hard. Kendra, it's like, I know he's, like, I, I know she's, like, going for, like, it's, like, basically, like, she's going for D. But, like, I ultimately, you had to have thought that Jake was, like, the bigger strategic threat here. And, like, if the numbers get down further, he could maybe even pull something off. So, uh, I think Jake was the right move. Um, but yeah, they end up going with Kendra to appease D, which again, we're going to see, I think we're going to see the aftermath of that next episode, whether or not maybe, you know, this is something that maybe turns everybody in that alliance on to the fact that D is really, really playing this game and like needs to go and and maybe they're going to make a move, uh, and a blindside happens or, um, maybe, D just continues this arc of always getting her way and, and that that's, you know, her story. Like I, I don't, I don't really, I yeah. think that, you know, again, I don't think it was like a, a massive, massive decision. Um, I think both players are targets of Reba in the end of the day. Yeah. So it was really just like, who is the, to me, it was like for the, what was best for that group was whoever was the least threatening, which in my opinion was Kendra. Um, but, Kendra was more threatening to D, so she felt that strongly that she needed to go home. Yes, and and look, I mean, I'd be I'd be curious to know what was the. I mean, I'm sure D's whole argument was she said my name. Now I'm curious whether because and by the way, not a big part of this episode, but we're getting some hints of Austin and D getting a little close. Is there something there possibly? Um, but I'm curious if you know D won them over just by saying Kendra's coming for me, or if maybe she got Austin because I feel like Austin come, can kind of be the voice of reason sometimes. Maybe she got him to say like. Because kind of like last week, the whole thing was, let's get rid of Kelly. Because if we get rid of Kelly, you still have Jake and Bruce's two easy targets next week. Same thing with Kendra. If you get rid of Kendra, right. you still have, because Bruce, Bruce is great, but he's not going to, he's not going to, he's not, um he's not Ozzy. He's not going to win every single week. <laughs> so if you get rid of Kendra, you still have Bruce and Jake next week as options. So maybe Austin and D got them to be like, get rid of Kendra easy targets next week with Bruce and Jake still, and we weaken them even more. Maybe that's what it was, but no, I, I do think it really was the right move for D, but I hope she, I hope for her sake, she didn't, you know, push too hard and kind of lose some faith in her allies, but we'll see you next week. Yeah. I, I think, I think you, you've kind of hit, hit the nail on the head there. So, all right. Anything else you want to discuss before we head out today? Um, nothing on this episode. Did you want to quickly, uh, like you said, think, uh, not predict, but like, what do we think is going to happen next week at final eights or, um, my gut tells like, I want to say that there's going to be a big move. My gut tells me that it's my gut tells me that one of the bellows going again next week. So we'll see. So here's the thing now. And obviously I don't want to read into the, 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 uh, the, what's it called? Um, into the edit. Cause you know, obviously next week in the preview, it's like, Oh, Bruce, not Bruce, uh, Jake and drew are going to go head to head. Who's going to win the war. Uh, Jake or, uh, uh, drew. I don't think realistically Jake and Bruce and Katura and Emily are going to be like, Oh, we all have to work together. Now yeah. we have to go for the alliance because every season we see them tease us like, Oh, the outsiders are going to band up and go for the power. And it never happens. The only way, Dylan, and let me know your thoughts, I see 
Reba taking a hit next week is if Emily fully says, I have to make a move this week. I can't let them survive. And she ends up being the mole because I go go ahead. I was going to say, my only thing with that is I I do feel like if, if Emily knows she cannot get everybody on board or she cannot get the numbers, then I do feel like she has to be careful about when she makes that move. Right. Um, You don't want to be the one to make the move too early. Like is final eight too early to make that move? Um, I don't know. Um, But like, as soon as Emily does make that move, she becomes to me at, at the top of the list of biggest threats to get out. Right. So I think yeah. that one of the biggest, one of the best parts of Emily's game is that nobody is kind of seeing her that way at all. Um, so I, I think that, you know, ideally if you're Emily, maybe, and I, I know she's going to try to do it as soon as possible, but in an ideal world, I think that one of the original, uh, I don't know though, cause it is tough, but, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think because let, let's say let's say the let's say the original Reba four mm-hmm. obviously all are are still there at yeah. final seven plus Emily. Then it's like, all right, you could still you could still okay. Here's here's what I think. I think in an ideal world for Emily, uh, one of the Bellows goes at final eight, and then okay. at final seven you pull in Julie. And you take whichever two players are still left over um, from Bello and get those four together to vote out to make that move at final seven. I think that's yeah. that's when you make the move, final seven. Um, you'd have a four three. Now, obviously, the issue that you have to worry about uh, is that Austin could easily just be like, I think Julie is flipping. I'm going to give you my idol D and then D stays alive for another day. And Emily's <laughs> Emily's thing doesn't work. So I think that, you know, it, and it is tough. Maybe I'm wrong about the timing. Maybe the time to do it is the final eight where maybe they don't see it coming. Um, so I don't know, but I think that in an ideal world, she probably waits one more vote to do it after this. But what, what do you think is going to happen next week? I, I, again, my, my heart wants this move to happen as soon as possible. My yeah. brain tells me that maybe a simple vote again next week. You bring up a good point, though. It's like, how early is too early? Because, yes, in the new era, you make a move of Final Eight like this, you're going to probably be the target next week. And Emily, you know, for how good she's playing under the radar, she can't afford to move up the the the, the hit list, so to say. The problem is, when you have this four-person alliance, not only do they have two idols, so they have a lot of ammunition that it's going to be very hard to pick them out. kind of like with uh, Parvati's double idol play in Heroes vs. Villains. You don't know what Austin's going to do. Will Austin put it on him and Drew? Will he put it on him and D? Will he give both the idols to the women? You don't know what he's going to do with it. And you have like a 50% chance of being wrong, honestly. So the longer you wait, the harder it's going to get. Number two, not that Emily knows this, or maybe she does see it, but you know, we see hints of like D and Austin, they're getting closer. Could they be a couple? Like we don't know what's going to happen, but it's like, it's like now is Austin going to have a hard time going after D at this point. If those feelings grow, Right. And Emily thought she could be in a final three with Austin and Drew. That window seems to be closing and the final four is going to stay strong. I would, I would agree with you. I would love for her to maybe to wait one more week and try it at seven, but it might be too late. Right. I see a hypothetical move. And maybe this is me being too hopeful is Emily. If she wants to take a swing next week, assuming everyone has their votes. What if Emily can fully be a mole? She goes to the Alliance you know, let's just say, let's just say Bruce wins immunity. 
or not Bruce. Let's just say, um, no, no. Let's just say Emily wins immunity or D okay. wins immunity. Okay. Not, not Jake or Bruce. And Emily goes to them and says, okay, we know Bruce has an idol. We don't know if he's going to play it on him or Jake. Cause we could be, we could vote for Bruce or Jake tonight. What if we, and by the way, guys, we have Katura cause Katura's all out on Jake and Bruce. She's with us. Let's, we have to do a three, three split. We have to do three votes on Jake, three votes on Bruce. Jake and Bruce will vote for whoever, and we're fine because we have a strong alliance. And this is where Emily then kind of stabs him in the back and says, okay, Katara, Bruce, Jake, we have to get on the same page. They think we're splitting 3-3-2. We have to vote together as a four, and then they and then Emily can engineer someone getting out in a four to like four to two to two vote. That's probably the best way to knock them down. I don't know if she'll do it if she thinks it's too early or if she can get them on the same page. What do you think about that? That is very interesting. So my, my thing is like, I don't know if they're going to trust. Look, if Emily's going, especially based on what Emily said last week, she went to them and said, I think we could try to get out D. If she starts telling the majority Alliance to split votes, I think that could set off an alarm of like, what's going on here. Um, so yeah. I, I think that it is a good thought and definitely a possibility but I think that that would be risky for sure because everybody knows at this point that um, like splitting votes is very dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think, and this comes back to the whole art of subtlety with D if Emily goes up to them and says, Hey guys, Jake and Bruce didn't win immunity. Let's split the votes. You're right. Austin and Drew are going to be like red flags. She already mentioned D's name. Emily's got to go. She's gunning for us. She would need to do it in a way where she goes to them and says, okay, what's the plan tonight? Is it Bruce or Jake? And then they say, oh, Bruce has got to go. And then she's like, crap, I, I, I see Jake and Bruce talking down the beach over there. Yeah. And then like, and then maybe hopefully on their own, Julie or Drew or someone goes. Probably yeah, you're right. Like, just, right. Just in case. I, I could see that. You're right. And then everyone goes, perfect. Yep. Now they, they want to split on their own. I didn't bring it up and now I'm going to yep. do it. But. Yep. That's, that's a good point. Well, we'll have to see. Um, all right. I think that's all we got for today. Um, once again, we'll be back next week on Sunday. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and excited for next week. Final eight. Um, hopefully a good episode. <laughs> um, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.